0: We're back live, ladies and gentlemen, from the break on what is the hottest form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. It's in my own words. i be yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, live in studios and uh, continuing the conversation and having former players, coaches, guests just guys that know and fully understand uh, the Alabama football program the tradition of it all and what it means to play for this institution we got another heavy hitter in the building another big time name a legendary name we bring on former Alabama running back Bobby Humphrey into the show Mr. Humphrey so glad that you can join us how you feeling?
1: Oh, man, I am feeling great, and Steven, man, I am delighted to be on the show. And uh, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on this evening, man. I'm looking forward to, you know, having a good time with you.
0: Outstanding. Just some credentials here, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just tuning in, we got Bobby Humphrey, a former Alabama running back on the In My Own Words hotline. Humphrey played for the Crimson Tide from 1985 to 88 under coaches Ray Perkins and Bill Curry. Uh, For his career, Humphrey, 615 carries, 3,420 rushing yards, 33 touchdowns. Of those rushing yards, 3,420, he's still third all-time. His 33 touchdowns, still seventh all-time. This is an individual that was a two-time 1,000-yard back in 1986 and 1987. The 87 year, of course, he finished 10th in the Heisman voting. And let's not forget that Bobby Humphrey had a stint in the National Football League, played from 1989 to 95, spent some time with the Denver Broncos, the Miami Dolphins, and the Buffalo Bills. Humphrey, notably his son Marlon, came through the University of Alabama from 2014 to 16, had a great time covering Marlon. He's now in the National Football League with the Baltimore Ravens entering his third season. But, Bobby, my my first thought to you today is recruiting is so much different now than when it was when you were coming in. Of course, when you guys were coming along, it was more so coaches visiting the homes visiting the parents, the grandparents, or whomever served as that guardian. Uh, But nowadays, recruiting has become more of a spectacle. Uh, Guys making these videos on social media and whether they are giving the fans a heart attack or trying to pump up the fan base, whatever the case may be, it's just different now than what it was when you were coming along. So can you kind of speak to... What went through your recruiting process and what made Alabama stand out to you uh, when you were getting recruited?
1: Well, I, I tell you, you were so right, Stephen, uh, about uh, how the recruiting, you know, landscape has changed. You, you said it, you said it best when you, you said it, the coaches would come to the game and come. Coaches can communicate with you, you know, a a variety of different ways. Whereas back then, if you didn't come to the school and you didn't come watch me playing a game, you had no way of seeing me play. The technology of internet, film, highlight videos, it it really didn't exist. So coaches had to get out and recruit. Whereas now you can send a videotape in and a coach can sit at his desk and be able to look at that video and just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and determine whether or not he wants to put you on his list to come and see if you is one of the crews that he wants to recruit. So things have really changed. I think it has turned into more of a—it's uh, kind of like more entertainment because you know guys can can get on TV. They can they put four or five different hats on the table. You know they can. They, they they do like ESPN or you know, or your local and even your national, you know, sports channels. So it, it's a lot different than it was then. But for me, you know, growing up in the shadows of Legion Field and parking cars and as I got older I was able to sell coaxing the upper deck and watching all the Bama football games and being around uh being around Alabama fans. Uh, it, it was almost like a hand-in-glove fit for me when it came down to me to kind of make my decision. Uh, and at that time, too, Stephen, that wasn't a, you know, it was hard to come into Alabama and get a top recruit out of the state of Alabama from Alabama or Auburn because most of the kids back in that time were going to either one or two schools. So your LSUs, your USCs, your Mississippi State, your Ole Miss, and your Florida, your LA you know, all those schools, really didn't had a really legitimate shot at, at getting some of the top recruits because Alabama-Auburn had such a good, stronghold of uh, being able to keep those kids in-state. But I enjoyed my recruiting process. Uh, I enjoy watching coaches sitting in the stands. I think I enjoyed more of, of, uh, of coaches coming to the ball games than being in the stands and sitting and watching, especially during basketball season because that's when the coaches really can really get out and recruit. Uh, they, didn't, they weren't able to get out as much as they could during the football seasons. Uh, but, you know, during basketball seasons, there are a lot of coaches that came to a lot of the basketball games. And, and that was fun to see. It made me feel really, really good today to see a coach sitting in the stands. And I know a lot of that don't go on now because, you know, you have so many other ways of communicating and, and, and talking with players.
0: Bobby Humphrey, ladies and gentlemen, joining me live right now on the in my own words, hotline. My man, you said the backpack cell phone. I was sharing a track phone with my older sister, okay? I did not get... I did not get my first cell phone to probably my freshman year at the University of Alabama, which was 2011. So I was sharing a track phone with my older sister for the majority of that time. And she would not let me use the phone for some odd reason, but we'll, we'll digress. We'll, we'll digress from that statement. Continue it. Continuing with the conversation on you know, In My Own Words. Uh, Bobby, you have a special bond with your entire family and a great family that you have. But it was it something, it was just something about Marlon to how he took to the game at Hoover High School playing corner. He followed your, uh, your lead, your footsteps to uh, the University of Alabama where he carved out a legendary career in his own right. What were some of the things that he took from you what were some of the lessons that you taught him in preparing him not just to be a successful athlete but a successful young man? What went into the conversations that you had with Marlon? You know,
1: I don't know if it was more of a conversation or if it was more of a just um, him kind of, you know, paying attention to, you know, details and to his older siblings and to my wife. I think my wife, you know, kind of put her hands on him early, you know, before he actually started playing football, because my wife ran a track program, and Marla started out running track. And, uh, and then, if you talk to anybody that that have actually competed for my wife, uh, they would tell you, Coach Barr ain't, ain't no joke. <laughs> she, she gonna get her, she's gonna get the best out of you, and she's gonna challenge you. Every single time you step on the track. And I I think some of that started early on in his, and all of my kids, early on in that career, because Marlon started running track when he was 10 years old, uh, running for our speed city track club. And so, you know, some of those things in terms of hard work and uh, and, uh, making sure you give total effort, all that stuff was. less talented you still want to dominate your opponent you know regardless of what fact it is and and i think that was something that we put into all of all of our kids in terms of making sure you respect your opponent respect the game and make sure you dominate your opponent you know when you when it's in competition time and and, you know those things just kind of evolve and you know early on marlin was not the fancy was not the most talented kid but I think he worked pretty hard. I think at one point in time, uh Marlon uh I think in his earlier years may have been the slowest of my five children. You might say he was the slowest of all of us, even I could be there Uh and and, and running. Right. So and obviously my wife was beating So you know, I think some of those things kinda of motivated him, uh, to even excel greater because his little brother and little sister were was kinda outrunning him at at one point in time. So I I think that kinda just fueled his fire to actually become become better. And we were just a close knit. You know, my wife is the baby of twelve. You know, so she's from a large family. I'm from a large family. And and she really has been the glue to kind of keep the, the, the the family really, really tight and tight knit. And we did things together. We traveled together. Even when I was coaching for the Birmingham Steel Dogs, you know, they were all loaded in the van. They would travel the most of the road game. My wife would drive. And and, uh, and, and they always stayed relatively close, but they always stayed competitive. And I think Marlon learned an example of where his older brother and his older sister was going. When my dream was my oldest son, an SEC scholarship to go play football, Marlon, you know, so, well, I want to make sure I go to the SEC. I want to play big-time football. So he kind of watched his siblings and paid attention to them and took note of it. And those were some of his goals. And he saw them kind of reach their goals. So it, it was kind of like the oldest was actually training the youngest and didn't know he was actually doing it. And and it kind of just a trickle-down effect with all of the kids, with – you know, Brianna going to play the run division one track. With Marlon going to the Alabama playing division, you know, one football. With Brittley, my daughter going to LSU and running division, running track. And with my youngest son, who is now at the University of San Diego, playing basketball. So they kind of, you know, they kind of helped each other with the oldest going off and then the next to the oldest and, and it kind of kept them motivated.
0: Nothing like some great motivation as we are joined here live by former Alabama running back Bobby Humphrey here on the In My Own Words Hotline. My man, you played at Alabama. You love this program. You appreciate this program. You value this program. And as it comes up on Nick Saban's 13th season for the Crimson Tide as its head coach, what excites you most about this upcoming season? There is a vibe, there is a buzz, there is an energy around this program now that I have not seen in a couple of years to where people are hungry, people are expecting. Um, uh, what excites you about this season?
1: What excites me about this season is the way last season, last season ended. Uh Because, you know, sometimes, you know, you're at your strongest point when you have reached your bottom, and I think we went to a bottom, to a low uh, last year with the way we kind of finished out the season, which gives us extra motivation to come out and do extremely well uh, to start off with the uh, with the coming season. And, you know, and the thing that excites me is that we got the majority of our offensive skill players back. Uh, we we have to, you know, kind of improve in some areas. But, you know, with having, you know, your starting quarterback back and the receivers we have with Nigel Harris, you know, coming back and with his supporting cast and with the guys that's on defense that are coming back, Bertane in the secondary and some other guys that, you know, Trayvon Diggs is going to be helping. You know, it's just a lot of pieces that are that are, that, that you know that are going to be in the play. Which is going to give us that season that we really, really need. So it's exciting just to know that, and it's always exciting to know that we got the man. You know, to the to him. You know, it's hard to believe that 13 years have gone by. It's been just like yesterday, but that time has really flown by. But you know, you always feel comfort and knowing that you know you got Coach Saban on your sideline coaching your football team. Who is? who is probably going to go down as one of the greatest college coaches of all time, you know, at the end of his career. And you know he's in the guys' gear, You know he's keeping them, you know, motivated. And, and he, you know he, you know he's gotten them well prepared and ready to start this season. So that's what that excites me about the season.
0: Is there a particular player on offense or defense or even – on both sides of the ball, that you look at and go, I want to see big things from this player?
1: I want to see big things from Nigel Harris this year. I, I really think he's going to have that breakout season that uh, we've all all been been waiting and anticipating. Now, I'm not saying we have not had any great years, but I'm just saying I think he's going to take it to another level, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do. You know, and the thing about it is that, uh, you know, with, with Tua being the quarterback and what he has achieved, and, you know, and us having, you know, in my opinion, three receivers that will play one day in the National Football League, and, and with some of the guys we recruited, you know, I, I think are, are gonna be, you know, awesome as well. I think it's gonna take a lot of pressure off the running game. I think they're gonna go hand in glove, and they're gonna supplement each other. And I think it's gonna open up. I mean, you're not gonna be able to if as Nike start running the ball well, they're not gonna be able to stack the box because there's gonna to have to be at some point in time some double teams in the secondary on one or two of those receivers. Which means you're not gonna be able to put eight people in the box today to stop the running game, which I think, you know, that's gonna open up some things for, for the running game. So I'm really excited to see Najee Harris. And I'm really, and I'm also on defense, you know, practice 13, you know, you know, I remember his father when he played in the league. And this kid is very, very special. And, you know, for him to have as what I call a freshman season where he was kind of thrown in and had to kind of fend for himself as a true freshman, now he's got that experience on his belt. He's knowledgeable, you know, I, I can see him, uh, I can see him playing extremely very well this year. So I'm interested to in see how he plays well. So those two, if I had to pick two on offensive defense, I think I would pick, and it's obviously I'm going with the running back, Steven, because I'm a running back. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, but the secondary, Patrick and, uh, and Najee are the two guys that I think I'm more interested in seeing how that breakout year.
0: Bobby Humphrey telling it how it is, given his two guys that he expects to have or expects to see big things from. Najee Harris at running back and Patrick Sertan the second in the secondary. You're live here on In My Own Words, Touchdown Alabama magazine. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith and Studios. I got Bobby Humphrey, former Alabama running back on the line here. And uh Bobby, you paved the way for a lot of big time backs. I mean, people look at the Major Ogleives, the Johnny Musos, the Sean Alexanders, and, and they were some big time players, don't get me wrong. But you paved the way for a lot of studs. When you look at Mark Ingram, TJ Yeldon, Trent Richardson, Derrick Henry, you know, all these types of guys came after you, and they look to you as kind of the patriarch of this whole deal. But of all the guys that have come after you at running back, who was somebody that as you sit back and you watch, you think, man, as good as I was, that guy was really something special?
1: Wow, that's a hard one right there. (laughs) That's a hard one right there, Steven. Man, is it hard to believe that I am number three on all time wrestling? I mean, can you believe it? (laughs) Man. Man, I can't even. I mean, you think about that. All those names you name, all those guys, get up there. Great. I mean, they played all it, it, and you
0: didn't even mention any who I mean, well, Bobby. I mean, come on. Nick Saban stockpiles running backs like most people stockpile guns. So you're bound to miss somebody. <laughs> I mean, man.
1: But just, I mean, just think about that. All those names, and I'm, I'm still number three. I'm still amazed at that. When you did the intro. Try to think who would probably be ahead of me. I know, I know. Uh, uh, Sean Alexander uh went ahead of me, but is, is it, was the
0: Derek
1: Linner or was it Mark Ingram that also went
0: ahead of me? I think. I think it's more. I think it's Derek first. I think. I think it's Mark first, and then Derek. I know. I know Derek is the leader in touchdowns, and then it's Mark. But I think as far as rushing yards go, I want to say it's Mark and then Derek. You, you you can interchange between the two though.
1: Yeah, but man, it's hard to take money. And I appreciate you saying paving the way, but man, I, I don't know, man. Johnny Musso was a special cat, man. Uh you know, and Johnny Davis and uh and Tony Nathan. Uh but man, uh boy to be even to be, be mentioning that conversation with those guys, uh man, uh, it's just a, it's just an honor. But after your question, and I don't, I don't know. See, the one that I, I'm telling you, the guy who I really, really liked and and thought was just that was just go game busters. And he didn't quite have quite the NFL career that I thought he would have had. Is, uh, is Trent Richardson, man. I, I, I thought when when he came along, man, he was just like the ultimate back four, three. I mean, two. 25, 30, just ripped, and I mean, big, strong, fast. Uh, but man, I, I also love the way T.J. T.J. Yeldon ran. I, I thought T.J. Yeldon was the best back that Alabama had ever recruited when I watched him play. Man, uh, I'm gonna have to table that on death, Stephen. I don't, I couldn't pick one. Mark Ingram, Derek Henry was just like an Amazon. I mean, for crying out loud, he he. Uh, Oh, my he was just, you know, you gave him the ball 30, 40 times a game, man. I mean, you could have gave him the ball 60 times a game. He he, don't, he didn't even get tired. Uh, so, uh, I, I don't
0: know. If I guess I had to go out on there and pick one, uh, I, I would have to set Derrick Henry, I guess. Bobby Humphrey supplying some entertainment right here on In My Own Words and trying to pick out – the one running back, he looked at it and said, "Man, that guy's special." But I agree with you, man. It's it's tough, as I've mentioned. There are four positions in college football that Nick Saban recruits better than anybody, and that's running back, wide receiver, linebacker, and defensive back. I mean, he he is starting to really hit on the quarterback perspective, also. But running back, wide receiver, linebacker, and DB. I mean, Nick Nick Saban got him guns blazing
1: one hundred He don't miss. He, he he may have missed on a quarterback or two, but man, I tell you, running back and DBs and linebackers—it's it, it, almost like he—he's uh, he's in a thousand. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? Because and the thing I think that he does very very well is somehow or another he gets running back participation. It's like he—you know—he plays him. He plays three of them. I mean, if you think about it over the last three years, you had had Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson at one time, and then you talked in a little bit, of I think, Eddie Lacy, and then you had, uh, even last year, even last year, you had David Harris, you had Josh Jacobs, and you had Nike Harris, all three of those guys.
0: He does, and he will look to continue getting it done in the upcoming season as Alabama looks to get back to Of the college football playoff championship stage, and finish the deal. But I'm joined live via the In My Own Words hotline with former Alabama running back Bobby Humphrey supplying the knowledge, supplying the entertainment, uh, supplying the laughter uh, for yours truly live here on the show. And my man, any final remarks on your end? Man, uh, the final remarks
1: I have is this here. Man, I love your show, and I love being on your show. And I think you are the bomb. And you just bring it like it is and tell it like it is. And I think that's what we need as listeners to know it uncut. You know, and uh, I appreciate you having me on. I am looking forward to a great season this year. Uh, I think uh, Alabama, uh, if they can pull it all together and hit on all cylinders and can stay focused. And which I know they will. I I think we got another chance to get back to the big dance. And, uh, and I think this time when we get there, there's not very many times we've gotten there and lost. Uh, I think we got another chance to, uh, to, uh, to hold up that trophy, you know, at the end of the year. I know that's a long ways away, but we'll take one step at a time. And, uh, so I'm looking forward to the Ravens having a great year. I'm looking forward to, Lamar so Jackson coming in and doing his thing, which a lot of dollars out about him. So it, I, I'm looking for a great year, both with the with the, uh, Alabama Crimson Tide, as well as, you know, the Baltimore Ravens and Marlon having a great third year going his third season. But most importantly, man, I enjoy being on with
0: you. Absolutely. He is Bobby Humphrey, former Alabama running back. This show has just been co-signed by Bobby Humphrey. So, We're going to go to our final break here on In My Own Words. Don't touch that down, ladies and gentlemen. When we get back, we're hitting you with another interview as another former top player joins the show. But as always, you want the best in Alabama football content. As Mr. Humphrey just mentioned, you download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Why? It is the baddest thing smoking. And you can pick up this app via the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone, the podcast options at the bottom of the screen for you. As always, subscribe to tdalabamamag.com for all the latest news, notes, and information. Subscribe to Touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube. Get with the site that's got over 1 million video views. When we come back, another Bama guest joins the hotline. Don't touch that down, folks. It's in my own words.